I have a very serious addiction to words with friends. I have probably about 18 games going right now. And in one, I scored the word G's where J was a triple letter word. And the word G's was a triple word in which I scored 161 points. And I was clowning in my living room, even though I was not actually being seen or heard by the person that I was clowning. It didn't matter. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of CW's Charmed. This is episode six of season three, Private Enemy number one, written by Aziza Abba Boutain and Nikki Renna, directed by James Ginn. I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. I like some portions and then I criticized some other portions of the episode. It wasn't a bad storyline, just some parts felt a little chunkier than others. I do like at the end of the episode though, we are moving the plot forward with us figuring out what's going on with these drawings that there's this other dimension and I'm all about pocket dimensions right now I'm watching debris and I love when my shows start to sync up and I can just be like oh these theories we can cross-reference them now across tv shows but I will say it was primarily the Abigail Ruby male storyline that suffered the most and then some twists in the the Maggie storyline that I just didn't like that probably drew some 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 less enjoyment from from what I was seeing but overall I really like the direction of the camera work they're doing some pretty smart moves with that the way they focus on characters faces I think that is very effective. It allows the actor to do their thing. I do feel as if the pandemic has given challenges to directors and TV shows that kind of push them to be more creative than they probably have been trying to stick to the quarantine type of social distancing guidelines. So I'm just fascinated each week with these mini shows that are doing it, how they are using the camera in different ways in which to film a TV show. So it's interesting if you're a nerd like me and like that type of thing. Let's get into the recap. We start the episode with Abigail. Evil. Get the hell out. She's tossing ninja stars in her own living room. Why would you mess up your own furniture? She apparently has regained her throne as overlord and is really terrible trying to use diplomatic skills to solve a dispute between two women who want to get married and two fathers who do not want it to happen. So she decides to give them some curbside service. 
I must say though that red is looking very nice juxtaposed against the outfit she was wearing to bed that had a little bit of a granny style to them she is then taken from bed not waking at all from the concussion that she took with her head striking the actual floor not to mention she like got knocked four times in the back just falling down i don't know what the hell is going on with abigail's sleep pattern but it is really messed up i don't know if the explanation at the end is sufficient for me i am a very light sleeper so the covers would have been moving and i would have been hootie hooing the fuck you doing here nigga identify yourself who the fuck are you the mystery of what mysterious creature took her and why begins it's a man and he's like bitch you gave me herpes <laughs> that's not what happened but that was my my first hypothesis elliot larson from alienhunter.com runs toward what he believes is aliens because that's what caucasians do green mothers from another mother my ass i can't for a second think that any other species that is sophisticated enough to stay out of our purview would have any type of fear of us we're kind of like ants to them in which they can squash at any time but they just let us go about our business sometimes being very chaotic no actual universal purpose beyond thyself and thy species moving on from totally trashing our very existence at the house maggie has been keeping an eye on larson seen as what's alien may also be magical and this time it is and they see yet another symbol larson also feels like running which is so authentic when he falls that made me laugh so hard and i'm not sure i was supposed to laugh as hard as i did but i was chuckling because that's what you get running around in the damn forest (laughs) at night the sisters think because he stumbled onto two magical events he may be controlling the creatures or releasing them that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my 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 oh if mother celeste was in the room and she could roll her eyes at that moment did y'all not just hear him and watch him he said alien brother from another mother come on man the sisters decide to pay him a visit as he might be very dangerous okay 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 maggie can't go as she has dance therapy with 12 volunteers and mel has a coffee date with ruby those fears assaged i think possibly this episode and since they can't have sex emotional bonding needs to be at an all-time high macy is like i have shit to do too but i'm still being magically dutiful and maggie points out that that's all well and fine but you're also your own boss and other people do most of the work mel just reiterates she's taken a boo thing 
or she's not taking a boo thing rain check she's canceled too many damn times macy says it's fine and i thought we were gonna get some solo action macy but no it was a harry macy duo combo she had some moments on her own which i am fine with and i wasn't irritated by it i also really love madeline mantock's look she just looks so pretty all the time jackie i'm jealous of you back at command center harry is doing his beautiful mind thing and still feeling rather insecure we think it's about the age difference because it is brought back heavily in this episode and i'm like okay one time it's funny the second time i'm like okay now that man looks like he is butter on toast he is the chocolate i lick from the brownie batter because it's the best part of brownies he is ooey gooey sexy mooey okay he ain't got nothing to worry about with his age he can get it anytime anywhere any place any hour the kids can be home i say kids because maybe your kids want to come over play with my kid we can do we can make this happen is what i'm trying to say in right now or in 10 to 15 20 years okay he got these panties for life so i will allow some clownery y'all need to settle the fuck down and i thought maybe it was going to relate back to possibly the magic making his immortality less but then he would have just turned into a tombstone like he did last time so i figured that probably was a dumb thought and should have thought better (laughs) but i was actually right about what i predicted last week so that just shows that my brain works sometimes and does not others if he shows up in his midlife crisis though if he was having a midlife crisis with macy tattooed on him i would not be mad macy joins him to tell him about a new clue and asks if he wants to go to lake tahoe nevada and he's like i go anywhere that you going where you go i go or where you go i follow that's the words from westworld yeah i know mimi is probably rolling her eyes all the way in the back of her head and i don't give a shit i will bring up westworld whenever and however i feel like mel and ruby are discussing missing touching each other and the lack of success curing the allergy when some very cheery girl named bella shows up calling her boo ruby tuesday and bringing her seduction muffins mel gets jealous and wonders at ruby's commitment in the face of that hug and the britney murphy lookalike totally asked her out but she declined mel i'm gonna need you to take some notes from harry about social distant romance because that wave ain't it when she was giving you that very sweet kiss you should have caught that shit put it on your heart nope you just like oh bye i'm gonna have this stank face look the rest of the episode and what kind of coffee cup is that damn small thing oh hell no that is a coffee cup for smurfs 
abby calls mel and asks if she missed her and that they need to talk seeing as she has been gawking all up in her personal life jordan goes to see maggie who doesn't have 12 volunteers and i will say his look watching her before he walked in he is the sweetest person ever and that's why i'm not too pleased about the direction in which the storyline might be heading and i hope it does not i hope it's some you know u-turn i'm okay if you want to swerve it there because i will not be rooting at all for this knockoff jay hernandez to replace my baby boy jordan who is maggie soulmate as far as i'm concerned because he is the only one that gets her and she gets him and they're best friends and they are my shit okay so he can go on somewhere and the fact that they really had maggie quoting freud in this episode makes me feel like i need to slap somebody anyhow all the volunteers stood her up she's been punked and it's her own damn fault for not even attempting to read that list cuz girl you're you're a fucking idiot she said i'm not gonna try to get to know no one i am not even going to see if i'm going to get a proportion of girls and boys i don't need to know y'all just gonna come on in and i'm just here to serve they do have a nice moment of catching up where he says i heard about your internship she's like it's not going so great that's when he's the one that susses out that she has been punked because he actually looks at it and be like um one says ja ass <laughs> what what was it jazz ass or something like that i can't even remember i didn't write it down and she is like i heard you doing good at your internship as well and he is definitely being where he wants to be as he has been successful on uh, one of the cases abby is definitely flirting and i don't hate it with mel and mel is disappointed she just got back to reclaiming her demon lord overlord personality being more vicious than she has been before which means mel is keeping tabs on her and abby says i see it as keeping her underlings in line as she has not had them hurt any witches she asks a favor for a favor someone is trying to kill her i'm not surprised motherfuckers an evil spirit waits for her to sleep and attacks her with knives she tried to capture it it killed her bodyguards and their last encounter was increasingly violent mel said ain't nobody got time for that abby tells mel she's the only one she trusts and while mel loathes her she hasn't betrayed her mel still doesn't budge until the facts are brought into the case that a this could be a creature that you're looking for b without me the demons go back to being a problem for you and you guys got enough problems as it is and c i did do your ass a favor and help y'all all get the shit back to make sure we all didn't die so i mean can you just help us out because i did kind of help you out and this is why you don't do favors for people if you don't expect them to show up and ask you for shit back besides seeing as she is still half witch aren't they compelled to help her wasn't that the whole deal with 
last season. Harry and Macy go to Elliot's and they shake his hand and realize that he is not magical. At least Macy does. She is under or there under the pretense that an alien abduction happened to her and her boyfriend. Elliot asks, What did it smell like? She said, Burnt marshmallows. Because why not? And then he assumes that they're married. They say that they are not. And then he goes to say, That makes sense since Harry is a little old for her. Macy better than me because he would have caught hands. What the fuck did you just say to me? As if you're in any position to make any judgments. Um, does internet porn know you're cheating on it? Elliot says that he was at the spot where the bright light appeared due to intuition, which I didn't believe whatsoever. And then says he should have worn different shoes. He does have in his possession something magical because it responds to Macy, but he is upset when she goes to touch his orb. And instead of kicking them out, he very obviously hides the object, then goes and cleans up the unexplained mess. And then they take the orb and (laughs) just orb away. Elliot does not respond well. His eyes changing a very translucent color. Back at command, Macy finds a familiar symbol under the microscope of the crystal orb. Thus, it is linked to their monsters, which is how Elliot was able to locate them, she surmises. They think the symbols, her and Harry, are identifiers, and she tells him they are very good together. And while he agrees, she says something is wrong. But then she gets messages regarding her other life as a CEO. She is starting the pro bono clinic. She's also got the health inspector and they have trash violations. And he tells her not to worry. Inspector Gadget is on the case. And she says she never worries when he is around. You're the fucking best. You're the fucking best. Attention, Mel Vera, you're needed in class. You're needed in class. School's in. They're showing you how it's done. Harry wishes he had all the answers just as he is looking or hovering over the orb. It seems to come alive and possess him with a symbol appearing on his forehead. And he says, what's happening? Possession, motherfucker! Maggie is on a kick Antonio's ass mission with Jordan in her wake, but he's got to go because he's got an actual job to do. And he gives her some words of inspiration, applauding, destroying the competition, and how nothing can stop them after last year. He's such a supportive man. Antonio needs volunteers as well, she sees on a flyer, and uses magic to change the phone number on his poster. An eye for an eye. Harry has gone full Rain Man, holding the ball like it's Smeagol's precious, explaining at a pace that is rather alarming how the symbols are location points like a Dewey Decimal System. Macy points out he looked tweaked out, he looks tweaked out and when she tries to snatch the orb he repeats elliot's exact words My 
she gets him to rest while she goes back to elliot's for answers maggie finds out that both she and antonio were pranked by the i think they have a frat house at a community college who y'all fooling and she enacted revenge rather prematurely macy gets to elliot's to find his place trashed and the same schematics everywhere he straight up linebacks her (laughs) and says he cannot see she uses his power to make him back up off and he says his eyes have been removed jordan is successful in his internship but it comes at the cost of someone who turned off their safety equipment to meet demand congratulations you played yourself i was both sympathetic and not because if a job means that i have to put my life on the line and clearly she did and became a paraplegic then that means this job is not for me (laughs) but i know that times are hard and a job is a job and thus she might have felt this was the best answer to her problem but maybe she just needed to move it i don't know the whole story is what i'm trying to say we shouldn't feel bad for her just because she's a paraplegic that's some reckless ass shit right there he meets up with maggie later at safe space and she admits she let her insecurities get the best of her while jordan admits sometimes we put on blinders as he feels his internship is making him become someone he's not for the dream of becoming public interest law ambition is as scary as any monster she admits they need to figure out how to get what they want without compromising who they are and jordan replies they finally talk maggie admits that yes there are feelings there between them and his smile ahoy ladies but she admits with the allergy thing and watching her sisters try to navigate their relationships she kind of just wants a year of me he completely understands that saying she should as she is a shining star i'm glad she's not dodging and weaving him mel is playing bodyguard at abby's and bitch you ain't slick with them silk red pajamas on when company's over the goal is to capture the creature mel is facebook stalking her competition with ruby wanting some facetime however just then her job interferes as bodyguard and there's a raging fire in abby's room she should be dead from smoke inhalation that is the first thing i thought in the scene and the second is is michael jackson's doctor prescribing your sleep medication because girl you still knocked out even though there are flames all around you Bell's solution is to ineffectively yell wake up because she can't get past the faraday cage abby does wake and then runs in fear across the room and then asks if she saw it mel's like no because i was half-assed paying attention then puts out the fire and i'm like wait you could have just i don't know done that 
instead of standing there yelling wake up take you can eat right in the fire it doesn't matter if she wakes up or not macy is interrogating elliot and is able to get him to spill the beans as the man she loves is in trouble it's like a drug he tells her the more you use it the more you get addicted then you go blind and apparently you die as well because one minute he was talking the next he was you know saying goodbye to breathing but let this be a lesson don't go chasing waterfalls please stick to the rivers and the lakes that get used to stop chasing shit that if you actually found will kill you and don't pick shit up in the middle of the road like oh this might be from a spacecraft walk away leave it alone we was just talking about this in debris like if something just magically appeared i'm gonna watch from a distance but i'm not fucking about to touch that shit oh and i guess she wasn't on facebook she was on instagram abigail is now crashing at the vera household and she tells mel you must care about me since you're willing to risk your sister's wrath protecting me but she says don't worry about that she then gets a knock on her door from ruby who was worried about her when she did not respond to her text ruby then gets jealous when she sees abigail saying you must have you know i must have interrupted something and then for some reason at that moment mel starts to get jealous about bella once again so ruby tells her it looks like you're looking for a way out and calls it quits with mel yelling ruby like she actually was looking for a way out and was pretty content if they had called it quits i'm glad they did not end it like this because this would be terrible <laughs> this is not i'm I'm okay with the abigail mel ship i think i've stated that before but not at the risk of having ruby disrespected in any manner and considering that ruby got in a relationship with her after clearly saying you know what i can't deal with someone with magic feels like that's going to come back and bite them in the ass anyway but they should be able to have an actual relationship harry feels close to the answers regarding a tomb or a prison finding the location of it but macy tells him verbatim what elliot told her and i'm sorry but incapacitate his ass he can heal himself brick him girl brick him he tells macy she will die not him and i was like oh i get it now i called this and then i saw that commercial for honey roasted pistachios and i was like i gotta get them asap because i like pistachios but i don't run out to get them but honey roasted anything i'm usually down for it mel blames abby for instigating though mel you did nothing to correct her instigations and she calls mel out on the fact that she's scared and that she pushes people away because she's afraid the people she loves will abandon her but her mel leaves and says well you only stay in here one night and then abandons her and now who's the scared demon a very well acted hasty scene harry worries that she'll grow old and he'll lose her as he's immortal but macy says i don't think we can solve that today sir 
and then when that doesn't convince him to let go of that orb she says do you know solve is an anagram for loves and that's what we can do today they love each other she doesn't want to lose him and she does say we don't have the answers yet she is able to get him to release the orb and when i saw rupert crying i wanted to cry but i kept it in teary eyed harry though makes my stomach hurt in ways that i need to give him a hug and i was really sad because of social distancing that i could not and because of this allergy macy could not very sad face emoji max comes home tries to investigate the couch but is distracted by the demon in the house prepares to fight mel comes downstairs saying i heard you coming in the house because that's what every mother says she uses her power against the fireball coming in her direction and i thought this was a rather awesome shot just as macy comes home and they're like power of three before poor abigail is eviscerated mel realizes why am i saying poor abigail she should have told them or no she actually didn't know so yeah poor abigail (laughs) um that abby is in fact the demon and yells for her to wake up she did not know that the monster that's been attacking her has been herself she explains to mel back at her house that the totem was with her mother she had stripped her of her demon powers when she was younger and put them in that totem she had jordan retrieve it and she had her go looking for her sister that wants nothing to do with her they keep mentioning the sister so i feel as if the sister is gonna come into play at some point mel realizes that she went back to her old demon ways due to her own abandonment issues and that her subconscious is trying to tell her something maybe she should listen maggie and antonio decide not to be enemies despite his idiocy and she gets a vision of him in her bed bare chested no god no god please no 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 ruby and mel make up both admitting that they were feeling insecure but that they both want each other and they actually try bella's muffins and they're really good harry locks away the orb and he says it was his wish that activated it and he tells her that he doesn't want to be another thing for her to solve which is why he did not tell her of his concerns earlier as she's got enough on her plate macy says that's not the case and that he actually was successful with his drawings because she has been looking through them and that they aren't utter bullshit but an indication of a fifth dimension where these creatures are coming from they're prisoners of a magical alcatraz and now thousands could be free shit motherfucker ass tits cunt cock motherfucker shit ass tits motherfucker shit come on and that wraps up our episode before we jump into the mailbag thank you liliana for telling me that shannon dorothy actually was a huge supporter of the cw series so you have been removed from all trashing words in which i have expressed to the old cw cast on whose name i don't actually know because their existence is that minimal in the actual world of being 
relevant. So with that, let's jump into the feedback. quite a satisfying amount of feedback this week i have three written and one audio so i'm going to play the audio last we'll start with newcomer oshun i hope i said that right hi christina love your charm reviews well thank you it always brightens my day i am loving the real or the real season three of Charms so far. Oh, the real one, because it start. I got what you're saying. I figured it out. While Joey's episode has been my favorite to date, this one did not disappoint. Let's get into it. Mrs. Fire and Ice Mel. Huh, that is a good, uh, good back and forth between them. I like the Game of Thrones analogy. Feel it. Let me start with a quick aside on Mel's scene partner, for this episode abigail she hasn't just surpassed the sisters in this fandom she has eclipsed them she is viewed as the daughter that cole and phoebe could have had so she automatically benefits from that og nostalgia the reboot creators love cole with phoebe and so abigail takes after her quote-unquote father her ascension to the top in this fandom has been a fascinating evolution to witness I actually equate it to the rise of Donald Trump in the sense that you have this extremely polarizing figure who a segment of the population has a legitimate reason to dislike, but many are still taken in by the charisma, humor, and let's face it, whiteness to the exclusion of anything else. And as someone who enjoys dark humor, it is not lost on me that the show writers, many of whom shouted their disdain for Trump, inadvertently created a micro chism of the same society that gave rise to the figure like donald trump only this time the writers happily cheer on their allegorical trump quote-unquote and actually do everything in their power to help maintain a favorable image i hope the irony is not lost on them because it is hilarious to me i'm gonna stop there because um I don't go into the fandom that much so i didn't know her popularity was that high so you just gave me some insight that i i did not know anyways i saw a lot of season two harry parallels in the writing of mail this episode so clearly the writers have mail on deck to be nerfed is mail the consolation prize since abigail's raison d'être girl is that french because i'm just learning <laughs> raison d'etre i.e harry is no longer an option seems that way because homegirl's flirtation went from just an affection of her personality to shameless abigail (laughs) apparently doesn't know the meaning of the word subtle when she wants to steal another woman's man slash woman that's very true she don't even try to pretend i will say that is part of the trait i like about her is that you don't have to guess where you're at for ab uh abamel shippers this was a good episode i am still in season one with mel and jada 
so i have no dog in the mel b versus abimel fight that said i hate how mel seems like a prop in the abimel ship seen by many as nondescript character only there to showcase and highlight their favorite abigail regardless the writers tease the hell out of the abimel ship in this episode and i see why folks love it just saying it doesn't work very good for ruby (laughs) i'm gonna try to i know you're making a joke in here with no last name (laughs) it took me a second to write to read it to figure out exactly she don't have a last name though yeah reds all over that shirt the hand reach between bell and ruby was very cute though i'll pause right there i will say the the chemistry with abimel this episode felt very stilted and i'm not sure if it's because the actress is pregnant and she looked like she was pregnant in these um in these scenes and i'm not trying to shame whatsoever but it's a noticeable thing when you're pregnant on set it just you know and that's why i think she came out and you know said she was pregnant because it would have been something people would have been like oh what's um is that a baby bump am i seeing a baby bump or is it i'm just being an inconsiderate person and for her to be like no you was right that was a baby bump (laughs) Uh, i think is a kind of nice to do for the fandom because there was someone else that had a baby bump and i was like are they pregnant are they not pregnant and then they didn't say anything so people want to know but yeah i i felt their chemistry just was not on par with last season's chemistry whereas the chemistry between abigail and mel was rather the same as it was last season but it felt as if it was deepening a bit but i too have really no dog in this fight um i like her with ruby i wouldn't be opposed with her with abigail and uh that's pretty much how i'm not invested i will say in the way in which i am or was invested in mel and jada that's for damn sure and not as much as jordan and maggie or hasty for that matter i don't know how to take demons in this charmed universe i like or i feel like the writers have established demon this demons lord and this universe is a group of forgetful buffoons who pose no threat to anyone this is true i mean how else would you explain abigail being back on top after all the shit that she pulled what happened to the black dude that was running things did he die i forgot abigail uses that same tired excuse of you need me alive as the overlord and to me it just holds no water i see their effort in trying to make abigail relevant but she remains a non-motherfucking factor in almost every storyline including her own which i guess is being the demon or overlord (laughs) that's so factual in the words of rachel green she lives right out of the story but paper thin excuses uh to include her aside i didn't get the deal with mel's storyline abigail's demon form was attacking her physically as she slept even dragging her by the feet which suggested that it had a corporal form 
independent of her so how did it become the strange case of dr jekyll and mrs or mr hyde where she literally transforms into her demon half how did she change outfits is how i is what i would like to know she had on a whole gown had looked like she had jewelry on and shit too <laughs> looked like she also had metal arms am i just seeing that they should have made abigail's demon form just a physical manifestation of her subconscious smart abigail should have been able to wake up and actually see her demon half i.e have both of them physically in the same space even for just a few seconds just long enough for abigail to finally connect the dots because as it played out it made no sense that her demon half was able to attack her physically while she slept when it was just her all along and if it wasn't a physical manifestation before but instead was just her subconscious as an energy or entity in the earlier scenes why did it switch to her shape-shifting with no explanation also that was the slowest potential or (laughs) are you saying the power of three thing i've ever seen because usually these charmed ones vanquish first and ask questions later (laughs) macy did just walk in the door like huh i'm not even awake i just went through a heart-wrenching moment with my husband and i'm going to ignore the fact that macy showed up at home without harry after he almost died from or possession <laughs> look he like i can't stay at the house girl because me us living in the same house he already got to sleep on that shit in the attic he's like i might as well just stay here at least there's another room there's a cot and i'm not tempted to be blue balled for the night knowing you're in the same crib and i can't tap that she just left his ass somewhere like they need me in this scene even though i do nothing and it makes no sense for me to be there moving on <laughs> she dragged the shit out of that but yes it deserved that's the chunky part of the episode that i i did not care for and you're absolutely right it really did make sense in the end and i, I really didn't drag it as much because I, I sometimes you know you only need to say a few things to get your point across and i I thought i communicated it the lies the lies the lies maggie i find it interesting that after establishing antonio in such an unfavorable light as a male chauvinist they then turn around and make maggie look like an ignorant one look like the ignorant one because she prejudged him i think the show does this a lot to its leads they build up side characters though through interactions where the leads end up looking like terrible people a weird choice for sure anyway i got where antonio was coming from about growing up in a family where the dynamic set you up to jump in or not be heard my people are passionate and animated when we speak so folks have to butt in sometimes i agree i completely agree with that statement however you're in a classroom you're not at home you know the difference and you don't do it to other people so (laughs) that excuse to me did not even ring half uh acceptable in any manner i get what he said like you, you out with your friends yes you might over talk on your friends because you used to being in that type of setting and you know to get your I, I have the same thing i grew up with eight people in the damn house but you you in school and you're clearly being a jerk <laughs> and you don't have any sense and yet yeah maggie somehow is in the wrong for assuming you did it um maggie's year of me sure didn't last long did it antonio and maggie bonding slash flirting didn't bother me 
and unless i misunderstood his look my man jordan wasn't bothered either he thought she was doing a good thing like making friends with him not making googly eyes speaking of jc i love him so much the actor is so effortless in front of the camera that you forget that he is just acting sometimes people do not geek out over his range enough for me i like seeing him at work and not being involved in them folks messy magical mysteries this episode although i do wonder if he will join the pro bono legal clinic macy is setting up at safe space you probably right you probably right by the way has he told the sisters about the ghost witches riddle yet or is that also in the graveyard of abandoned two storylines <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about so i'm gonna guess yes my telekinetic queen macy so the sisters postulate that alien hunter elliot could be summoning the monsters and mel even calls elliot very dangerous but maggie has volunteers to meet and mel has a coffee date so it's macy all on her own they really said macy good luck with all your ceo and and carrying our magical allergy and hunting down this dangerous puppet master i mean what if harry was busy i am not laughing harry does too have a life no he doesn't (laughs) he ain't done his professor duties in like 20 years and if sending her to hunt down this potential baddie all on her own wasn't bad enough they never even called to make sure she was still alive the bears take an l on this one the writers need to learn to toss in some checking in text between the sisters no long sisterhood scenes needed but damn make it seem like they care if a bitch is alive or dead and you know they can write the uh, write that because ruby sure showed up to check on mel after her texts were an- unanswered i'm trying not to laugh as i'm reading same deal as harry going to look for macy during the oh god don't make me say that word i i didn't say it before because i couldn't say it chupa alma episode when his text went unanswered meanwhile maggie and mel were like wait she's not in her room like when was the last time you saw or spoke to your sister i'm so glad macy has harry they're like we got stuff to do now we got we got our own stuff y'all y'all at the house you're the adults now we're about to go be kids and have our our funsy life outside of magic like remember when mel was like my life is gonna be all about magic and she actually tapped out this episode speaking of the only two folks on assignment i guess the orb that harry and macy stole I mean they stole that shit and it was the only thing keeping poor elliot alive but let's pretend that's not true (laughs) we don't know it was keeping him alive (laughs) uh was an artifact but also this episode's motw i don't know what that stands for i'm old as hell i'm starting to feel like i'm ancient because people be popping out stuff my daughter be coming up to me with tiktok i be like what the talk is the tick <laughs> showing me stuff like gosh i'm trying to i can't even check my instagram enough mimi be sending me shit i'm like it take me to, like four days to look at it because it takes me that long just to get through all my games <laughs> of words with friends 
and then after that i got a crush candy yeah i don't have time for all of the the social media platforms i'm not sure how we even got there but she continues so now we have three symbols i know the monsters are leaving the symbols behind when they die but do the symbols actually mean anything well maybe not because they saw the one symbol and no one no monsters died in the beginning of the episode or all the symbols or are the symbols the names of the monsters if they meaning harry and macy crack the code can they anticipate the type of monster they may face next hmm. all very interesting questions elliot calling harry a little too old for macy was unnecessarily shady it was who even says that to someone's face for real i mean damn elliot he didn't have to go for his kidneys like that though they may not be married but they are still dating or did he not get that i think he got that he just didn't care okay are they using backaches and pains as a metaphor for quote-unquote never aging because harry is all ouch my back i am so old and macy is so young but also i will never get old but macy will and die confusing a little bit i'm not sure that's why i thought they was going somewhere else with it because (laughs) uh you can get back pain from a lot of stuff he'd be going out doing indiana jones type of crusades and stuff he just you know he's a hard-working man I get that Harry is not immune to death because he can get fatally wounded, catch a deadly demon parasite disease, and if this orb thing had gone south, would have died like the Shade King Elliot. But at the very least, his immortality should mean that he shouldn't be aging or feeling the effects of aging. So why is this immortal or so why is this immortal suddenly showing signs of aging? Could this be a side effect or repercussion of killing Jimmy? magic had died plot convenience just long enough for harry to kill Jean, to kill jimmy without killing himself so i wonder if harry inadvertently also axed his immortality mm. i was thinking that too we on the same wavelength but i thought because i remember back in season one when he started the agent he just went like i mean there was no there's no going back it was a, it was a very quick transition to his actual age i mean wasn't the existence of both the light and dark half the basis of white lighter immortality that's a good question i'm actually hoping for an infection scenario whereby harry breathed in jimmy's essence <laughs> unbeknownst to him and now has a little blood <laughs> now has a little jimmy in his bloodstream i just went dirty harry to live on (laughs) oh she says i just want dirty harry to live on in some way girl me too me too if some bastardization of a merge happened and then maybe it violated some rule the elders set up a failsafe perhaps to ensure the death of gray lighters did elder celeste ever weigh in on the merge talk i don't think she no she never i don't think she did taking away a gray lighters <laughs> immortality sounds like the kind of dick move you could expect from the elders it's true but they're dead now so they need to figure out how to decipher this book because it's been like 15 years 
Okay, how incredibly gorge gorgeous was Macy in that final scene? And we only got to see her like that for such a short time. I love the subtle ways Macy uplifts Harry when he is in his feelings. It is so intimate because even when he doesn't vocalize his insecurities, she instinctively knows just what he needs to hear in that moment. My baby has come such a long way from season one who delivered the news of Maggie's parentage. <laughs> I remember that. Her true parentage with all the sensitivity of a sledgehammer. This here uh, with Harry is growth and it is beautiful to see. Sexy science Macy unearthing the existence of a fifth dimension was a good development. I was hoping they wouldn't prolong the mystery of the dimensional rift seen in episode four. Harry and Macy for the win. Okay, set a mouthful. Peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Man I don't want to screw up your name. Menania? Menania. Ooh, that's pretty. Oh, if only I could rename my child. I named her Maya. I mean, it's not a bad name, but like her middle name is Mahari, and that's what I should have stuck with my instinct and went with Mahari because it sounds exotic and unique and for some reason we spell Maya with M-A-I-A and now everyone just spells it Mia so I have to correct it my whole entire life this is what happens when you are asked the question and the drugs have not worn off do not be a stranger hope to hear from you again let's hear from next Jaylee who says, hey, Christina, I'm in class right now, so this is going to be a quick one. This episode was slower, but I still liked it. It was a great example of a filler episode that still works to push the plot forward. We'll do a character one-on-one -on -one time, but probably not the last. <laughs> LOL. You said one more time. Uh, Maggie and Jordan, they finally talk. It sucks that they tried to get freaking PG or R. Doesn't matter because they were magical allergy cock blocked regardless i'm glad that maggie uh has acknowledged her feelings and decided to focus on herself in light of their limitations i'm not invested in ruby and mel so there is a part of me that would like for maggie and jordan to be doing the long distance romance while mel is focused on something else but i'm glad her story isn't revolving around being with a guy except she had a vision of being in bed with Antonio. I am not here for it at all. This needs to be a misdirect. Definitely. I don't want her to fo uh, want her focus to shift on getting away from him just to be brought closer to him. I don't want the slow burn. I don't want it at all. I want Maggie to use her powers to help people and focus on getting this internship. Nothing else. Get away from her. Antonio sprays water bottle in his face mel and ruby and abigail and muffin chick <laughs> mel and ruby's relationship is really meh to me now there didn't feel like any lead up to the jealousy having abigail there to cause tension seemed out of the blue abigail's demon side trying to kill her was actually really interesting but it just kind uh but it was just kind of there and nothing was really done about it also was that godrick's head on a spike you know what that might have been that's what his name was the black dude i'm pretty sure it was it wouldn't uh it would have been interesting if her plot was us seeing her try to become overlord again 
that would be cool too i don't know mel's romantic plots or i don't know mel's romantic plots since she changed nico's past have been super weak and uninteresting to me i did like cat especially since she knew about magic and was interested in being a part of it but they gave her the boot real quick i kind of wish mel and macy were working on the allergy together macy and harry the old thing with harry better have some purpose because it's getting old see what i did there yes i did shame 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 i wonder if him killing jimmy is causing something to happen to his body Uh uh-oh y'all might be stumbling on something anything with my jimmy involved i'm gonna be excited probably not but one can hope i wish we could see macy as ceo of safe space i like seeing them go into the field together they make a great team the subplot with the orb was a great way for them to make progress in their search which i thought was interesting i just kind of wish it was something that happened over time that guy described it as a drug so what if harry started to get more and more dependent on it as the threat levels continue to rise throughout the season overall like i said i like the episode it was kind of slow but that's to be expected after several weeks of high action episodes it would be nice if they took turns of figuring out the allergies so they could all contribute to it and we can see everyone in the real world i'm interested to see what comes next and hear your thoughts as always peace hair grease and black girl magic that is jay lee and i do agree we could have someone else assisting (laughs) like come on y'all just gonna leave it up to only the scientists to figure it out but i guess it's to try to give the other people more independent storylines it's okay and then our last written feedback comes from liliana who says you might want a lasagne or tea because i end up ranting midway through this oh okay let me go get some sips tea Mm-mm. all right i'm good man watching lizzo megan the stallion and trevor noah be chaotic during the grammys then jump right into this episode of charm has me feeling wired that or it's the or all the cherry coke soda <laughs> i chugged or i just chugged at 12 in the morning either way i'm feeling amped and i will be rambling about the latest charmed episode i didn't watch the grammys i haven't watched the grammys since yeah since it became relevant to my my entire existence it it has not (laughs) it's like one of those things like mtv all that stuff i used to do i used to be watching bet every every week they had to watch the top 10 i had to be there when to make sure mom was not in the house because you can't watch mtv or bet when she is in the house so it was perfect when she was at work you had that mid that mid two hours before she came back home you can get yourself in some uh some lala and uh that other guy but um i heard weekend is boycotting the grammys because he felt snubbed (laughs) that's all i know about it the maggie part of the story was nice we got maggie and jordan admitting their feelings to each other maggie 
making a mistake but it leading to a nice confrontation with her quote-unquote nemesis it's cool to see antonio isn't just a typical jock character minus putting value in freud which i think we got maggie quoting him too so i'm just gonna blame the psych professor on not teaching them better antonio is looking to not be or is looking to be not as big a jerk as i initially thought with him saying he's part of a group of brothers and my assumption that he's magical i'm wondering if he will be tied to the dark sibling prophecy jordan got in season two. Oh wow <laughs> y'all got all the conspiracies out there i haven't even to like put i need to get a notebook out i ain't put none of these uh threads together another takeaway i got from the maggie storyline is that with her telling jordan she wants to wait on a relationship and jordan being introduced to that female lawyer who went against him in the meeting fighting for a client who obviously was in a more sympathetic position than jordan's client i am wondering if it isn't antonio but that lady who will pose the obstacle for the jordan and maggie getting together are you saying that because she black you saying that because she black this is probably going to <laughs> this is probably going to not be an, an easy thing to hear for some people but some of the charm fandom cheering for the gay sister to end up with a romance uh, that has been developed mostly emphasis on mostly off screen is sort of coming off as homophobic people also fixating on abigail's skin color and excusing their hate because she stole macy's fire powers or she's a great character and doesn't fall into a only good or bad role also doesn't sit right with me we've been uh we've seen the show play with the idea of there not being only good or bad people so those arguments seems contradictory to the show for me i like reading and hearing others opinions on things so i don't stew on my own opinions constantly but man seeing their near bigotry from uh, the near bigotry from some fans isn't enough or is it fun because i can't read especially when you realize some of them say they come from minority groups that also get shafted in media too the best fans can do is call these things out and hope these fans realize how bigoted they are coming off and hope that the writers slash showrunners know that these people aren't speaking for the whole fandom i once again i, I can't speak too much of anything because uh i'm not in the fandom that much uh so i don't know a lot that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes but i will say i think there's always going to be with any predominantly sh a show with predominant black brown uh people of color you're going to have the fans that are going to kind of what um oshun was saying you know minimize the the black characters or the popular black characters in favor of the caucasian characters because you know that's what they the caucasian community relates to they can't feel themselves and that's all some people can't feel themselves relating to different cultures and and they need to see a reflection of themselves and only satisfied with the reflection of themselves but what they don't understand is they always get the reflection of themselves in media whereas the black and brown communities get shafted and thus 
you know, hyping up your own, well, I love this character because of so-and-so-and-so. Like, it's not, it's a fine to love or enjoy a character because you feel connected to them in some way, primarily the skin color, maybe something else. That's not the issue. The issue is doing it to spite or um, overshadow the actual lead characters or the the you know or a popular character in a tv show um like naomi nagata this year uh and the expanse if you watch that i mean man she was in two episodes and people were losing their shit like and in both of them it's not like she even took off all 45 minutes of screen time but because she had the most impactful storyline that made other people feel insecure and those people happen to all be caucasian and them saying well you know the reason was because i want my my favorite character amos to be have more amos had literally just as much screen time in that season as naomi did but it didn't matter it was the most emotionally impactful story of the season wasn't his and thus they felt the need to shit on the story that was given nothing wrong with it because it did not showcase their um their white character so yeah th- th- i think it just comes with the territory and i don't think it it, it you're, you're gonna have those people that just seek that shit out it doesn't matter to them if it's rational or if it's what the writers are doing or you know i mean the flash is a show i i truly love and one would argue that most of the white characters on that show are marginalized for the black and and brown characters because they made a decision or reversed the decision early on that tried to cater to that particular fandom and, and it really bit them in the ass and enough conversation was had that there were changes behind the scenes it did come with time but did it change the opinion of those people that are still talking about snowberry forever i'm not mad at you for wanting barry and caitlin together but i don't if i'm gonna be mad if you up in the west allen tag shitting on something because they're not (laughs) and and that's where i think the the lines um really need to be adhere to that dialogue needs to be put out there uh because it is something that black and brown communities do feel often they can't just have a like and that's one thing i even said in a feedback because i i was giving feedback for this one show and i i said why can't we have our moment it's literally one episode why do you this was a stellar episode of tv no one can disagree on that and your complaint is, well, you know, I'm not really interested in this storyline. So don't be interested. Sometimes if you don't have not something nice to say, you don't have to say anything at all. And, and it's because they have to take that joy away that it can be very upsetting. Uh, she continues, we also have seen how Ruby would be able to move on should they break up. The cemetery scene with her grandchild and now this new bringing her muffins and all but flirting with ruby in front of mail i'll end this part of the feedback by sharing why i think they are still possibly going for the abba mail in an attempt to be positive about this 
in the manner abigail pointed out how mel pushes people away and runs away from the people before they can hurt her and mel might be doing that with abigail by being so cold to her in their last shared scene and her saying she doesn't want abigail to ruby that makes me think the writers are trying to misdirect us about mel's serious love interests if that statement was supposed to be taken at surface value then i guess i hoped for too much and i have ended up clowning (laughs) ended up clowning which seems to be the usual for people hoping for good lgbtq plus stories in tv shows so that would track okay sorry for that harange onto harry and macy i'll pause um i will say you need to watch pose because that shit is bomb ass and that has really great lgbtq stories and television the harry and macy team up and story was like a bomb to help soothe the angst and nerves i got from the maggie and mel stories i may not always like how much they seem to get paired up because it means less focus on their characters outside of the relationship but they were darn cute together this episode finishing each other's sentences harry trying to figure out something so they live their lives together and macy risking herself by going back to the guy's house even though he gave off crazy vibes although she could have left a note or texted her sisters before she left in case things went wrong that's very true I think it's safe to say Macy's reaction to Gollum Harry was all of us. I was half expecting Macy to use her powers to yoink the ball away with her powers. And I just want to point out we have Jordan to thank for indirectly fueling Harry's Gollum incident. Yep, I said it when he said it. I was like, that is not helpful at all what you are saying. For a bit, I thought the alien conspiracist was going to be around for longer, helping Harry out with this mystery box whiteboard. I did too, actually. I thought he was going to be a running gag, but I was wrong on that. I do find it funny how the nerdy sister who sees paranormal cheesy shows got to interact with the crazy alien guy. Almost similar labels, but not quite i'm excited to see where they go with the alternative worlds plot i have already stated how i'm hoping to see them explore the charm ones lore previous sisters or even other dimensions of charmed ones not that i want to see the 90s cast the exception being shannon dorothy if her making an appearance would be possible or if they wanted to do something like that i didn't plan to write about three make that five paragraphs about the mel slash abby ruby situation but it happened i remember expressing how i was hoping that should they choose to write mel and abigail love interest storyline that it doesn't uh, imitate the hasty struggles but it seems to be happening on the plus side it's not exactly the same type of struggles hasty went through ruby's outfit looks so comfy and warm and i want that sweater abigail's red suit and the pajamas look amazing the pajama game of this series is a match weird sentence to write but it's true though um but she says but it's the truth the mayor effect was cool and mel holding that cup while on abby's couch will be the closest i get to mel participating in abby's tea time ritual but i'll take it 
I also intended to say how this episode fed the shippers well in terms of giving them stuff they want. But then we got that vision of Antonio and Maggie. Abigail and Mel had that fight in their last scene together. And Ruby and Mel broke up again. And despite getting together again, it gave an impression that jealousy could be an issue for both of them and their relationship. Because you know, you know that Abigail will be like, help me. I'm white victim helpless. As I stated, Hacy did end up feeling like a soothing bomb amidst all that. Ship invoked complaints aside, I still love what the writers have been doing in terms of mixing humor and serious plot together in this season. I love that they do seem to consider what we say and seem to at least try and address issues we have. It's refreshing considering how other shows I've seen don't do that type of stuff. I will say the same thing because when like things are matching up from even like they're lingering from episode to episode that's good writing that is yes we were actually in the same room together and we read the scripts and we read them back and forth that is my biggest complaint with CW and it seems as if another show is hearing that complaint which is great <laughs> because it's a great show and sometimes the things we complain about is like tiny little tweaks some things are just funny and they'll always be funny however i mean like it's funny to think about how the demon thing didn't make sense but it doesn't bother me that it didn't make sense if that makes any sense it doesn't but it's fun to make fun of it but i will also kind of want to see where they go with it (laughs) with abigail so I I appreciate that too and I think the CW writers are are getting a lot better at really taking constructive criticism because all criticism is not good criticism not I want to see nothing but Wes Allen kissing up on each other is not good criticism stop tweeting writers talking about there's no love scenes that is not criticism that is you need to work on your own love life so that Wes Allen does not serve as your love life because the show is not about a ship. It's about the Flash and the team. And yes, he's a paragon of love, but I also want to see him do action and be smart. I want to see her do a, be a journalism and do other shit. You get what I'm saying. Uh, and she finishes up to say if they're out they're listening to this thank you and thank you christina for doing this podcast you always try to keep things balanced in your reviews and i appreciate that peace hair grease and black girl magic p.s i felt these were appropriate (laughs) she sent me some memes me going off about how a fictional character's love life deserves better Mm -hmm. you and other miss yeah yeah that was that was definitely me on the couch too i was like i didn't have quite that look but i was more like "Mm -hmm." i was giving the oprah one like "Mm -hmm. tell me more tell me more uh oh the couch one this is nice the rest of the fandom and the charmed writers is abby on the couch abimel shippers explaining how abimel can still happen and why they deserve to happen A pleasure as always. And last but certainly not least, Queen Lamia. What up, Christina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for uh, Charmed. I know we're on season three. I believe this is episode six. 
Um, so I just watched this. I'm gonna go character by character. Um, first, I want to start with Maggie, and then we can throw in Jordan as well because I knew as soon as I saw the like when Jordan pointed out the names, I knew they were gonna try and spin it so Antonio was a good guy. Saw it coming. Can't say that I'm surprised, but I am very irritated because that vision she had really made me want to vomit in my mouth. Like I said, anybody that uses Freud as their their um, validating point is somebody that I can't respect nor tolerate. So he lost all his uh, chances with me when he used that. And then for him, Antonio, to use that stupid ass line, like I grew up in a house full of all boys. And, you know, if you didn't speak the loudest, you didn't get hurt. OK, but you're not at home and I'm not a boy. That's not a fucking excuse. And then for her to get that vision that she was slept with him, he was putting in a shirt and she was asleep and she wasn't disgusted. That shit pissed me off. You literally just told Jordan that you didn't want to be with anybody. You wanted to this to be the year of Maggie. So I'm going to need you to look disgusted if you see that vision and be like, OK, that shit's not going to happen. I got to do what I need to do. I don't care like you've had more bad interactions with him than this good one so me personally I'm not saying that he's a bad person but someone would have to do more for me to assume that their initial personality wasn't the one that I should be um assuming is their real one like right now it's just us we're not in a classroom so do you act like a dick in front of the professor for a reason are you an asshole in public and then in private you're going to be nice to me because I don't know about you ladies, but I've had motherfuckers act like that. Like who they're the sweetest person in when it's just us two behind closed doors. But in real life, they treat me like shit um, when we're in public. And I just can't be okay with her assuming that he's a good guy since she had this one good interaction with, with him. Like, did he even apologize for talking over her? Because I don't think he did. I think he just gave an excuse, which is clearly saying something that's fuckboy behavior if i could ever say it and then <laughs> poor jordan finally get his dream internship and then he has the crush the little people i'm sorry like i know i was supposed to feel bad for that lady in the wheelchair but i'm sorry you are in your 70s ma'am so if you are working and they tell you that you need to wear a back brace and you take it off to make the quota that's your fault because ain't no job worth my body if you fire me because I'm not producing, well, fine. I will take unemployment and live my life. So I feel like for me, it would have taken a little more sympathy. You know, they should have done a different case because I didn't feel bad for that lady at all. She was just sitting there looking stupid. It's not like I would have I would have been more sympathetic with someone that's younger. Like you figured you'd be fine. You know, I'm in my 30s or in my mid 20s and. I need to produce this specific amount and I can't move well with this back brace on. So let me take it off so I can keep my job. When you 70 years old, like that lady was not no spring chicken. She was old as fuck. And for her to assume that the job was the reason her like she's paralyzed. Maybe your old body just shouldn't have been working that hard. Maybe you shouldn't have been in a factory. I don't like they can't discriminate on age. So they, you know, them saying they can't hire her because of her age would have been discriminatory but 
if they tell you to wear a back brace, you should do it. That's why when I see people at my job who are trying to lift, you know, 400 pound people like you just don't love yourself. Like I get you in a hurry, but you need to take a little more time and position yourself and get ready. I'm not about to do all the work. If you can't walk, if you can't lift yourself off this bed, guess what? You ain't getting the fuck up. You are not about to kill me. You're not about to break my back. I'm supposed to be still working for another like 30, 40 years. I can't do that if my back hurt every time I've been down because I've been lifting up 400 pound people for 20 years and doing it the wrong way. Like that's not their fault. That's yours. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't feel a little guilt because clearly they are about to get crushed. But my sympathy would have ended pretty quickly because you shouldn't have taken your back brace off. I'm sorry. I don't know what that says about me, but I just think that was a real stupid reason to hurt yourself. Um, we can move along to, oh, Abby. I, I told you I can't do her. She really gets on my nerve and it bothers me that they got her flirting with with um Mel knowing that Mel has a girlfriend and then they're doing it on purpose because Abby's a stupid ass bitch and she is raggedy and she don't care and I agree with her with Mel that she did that shit at the door like first of all this isn't your house why are you like who's at the door it ain't none of your concern bitch that's it that that is not your house you sit your simple ass in that damn chair or on that couch and you wait till she come back. Now, we know Mel wasn't doing anything and Ruby wasn't overly angry. I think she just doesn't like Abby anyway. Um, and you can't blame her on that. So, but it was just a principle. Like, and then you want to turn it around. You lucky she isn't. <laughs> you lucky that it was Mel. Had it been Macy, not only would she have punched you or something, she would have kicked your ass out. Um, but I get, like, I'm glad uh, Ruby's still around, but you know, I agree with the not touching. I feel like that could kind of get old, so I don't know. We we see it more intimately with um, Macy and um, Harry because we know they're a couple and we've been rooting for them so it's somebody we ship and we want it but you know I don't know like having Ruby intertwined in a different way maybe having her help solve cases or something like that help them with the mystery I don't know I just need her to do more because them pretending or having the distant relationship and them figuring out ways for us to see them together like that is gonna get kind of kind of old and annoying and honestly boring so I hope they utilize her better but um I I feel like if I saw the plot twist and I use that in quotes because I knew as soon as she went to sleep and it manifested her and she is dr getting drugged out of the bed and she stays asleep as soon as the blanket would have went off me I would have like kind of opened my eyes but then I'm getting dragged to the floor she didn't start opening her eyes until she like plop plop dragged on the floor for like four or five steps like I knew right then I was like this is her manifesting this it's a it's either a spirit like I didn't know what they how they were gonna do it but I knew it was gonna be some type of subconscious thing that only happens when she sleeps because it's her doing it to herself and I know if I saw that coming everybody else did because I am terrible at um predicting stuff like that on these type of shows so um 
it, it really was a plot a story plot that I could have done without but it could also be that Maggie gets on not Maggie Abby gets on my nerve and um I just this whole demonic thing and then you know she was her it was taken out of her as like when she was a child by her mom and put in this totem like I know that's about to be a side plot and hopefully she's not as annoying as she is but I could probably do without that storyline too I can tell it's going to get on my nerve um and lastly let's talk about my Hasty because <laughs> I love them so much and they need to stop making Harry's back crack because it's killing me like if he is immortal and he's not gonna age stop doing that y'all just trying to drag the fact that he's older than uh macy and keep bringing it up and rehatching it we know he know gosh leave my mans alone leave him alone let him be with his with his macy um i don't know the real age difference i remember um Stina, you told me a while ago i don't remember but i know it's a significant amount but harry don't look old like I remember we, I used to make fun of you and um, shy for liking Scola and Christine because to me Scola looked like he's in his fucking 50s like he looks old as hell and Christine look she looked young she like she was in her mid 20s it looked like a significant age gap I don't know that it was I'm just saying that's what it looks so to me Harry and Macy they might have a huge age gap but for a white man Harry is aging very well so you can't really tell um but I liked how um they tag team together they work together and she noticed immediately that something was wrong with her boo thing and then she went to that man's house um and she was gonna get some answers she was <laughs> apparently they were going back and forth for a long time and she wasn't gonna leave until he told her what happened so she could say her boo um I hope that you know while he was in his trance it seemed like they kind of figured out some stuff at least they wrote some stuff down so it'll help um I know they figured out it was like a different dimension um and they were like those are prisoners like that they put locked them up and somehow when they used the source's power it broke a hole into the, th that dimension or universe I'm not quite sure I think they I'm pretty sure Macy used the words dimension so that'll be an interesting storyline hopefully it'll overshadow the fact that Abby's gonna get on my nerve um but this episode was good and I'm so far I'm really liking this season I really hope that the next episode we see has nothing to do with um Maggie and Antonio because I don't want that and it would make me angry like my blood would boil and I would be very very pissed off if she has sex with him after telling Jordan that um he and her can't be together because she wants to focus on herself and the thing that I really enjoyed the most about their relationship was because when Jordan walked in the door and he saw her like um having coffee or what I think they were drinking a beer when Maggie and uh, Antonio were drinking the beer he saw her he didn't look jealous he actually smiled like okay good my girl's uh she's owning up to her mistakes and she's you know saying sorry like that could have easily been uh, I'm jealous as fuck moment, but he didn't look jealous to me. He looked like he appreciated what she was doing. So that just lets me know that he's a good guy. So I just don't want them to do the love triangle thing and turn Jordan into someone that I'm not going to like. So I really hope that she is does everything she can to make sure that that premonition doesn't come true because she didn't look disgusted like she should have. 
Anyway, I will end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. This is why we friends, because we think the exact same way. I'm so glad I was not alone, not feeling bad for the lady. And I didn't even know it was a back brace that she took off. I thought it was some machinery she took. It's That's even worse. No. I, I, I too, like I was feeling bad because I was like, oh, well, it sucks that you're a paraplegic. But at the same time, I'm like, you need to take this $25,000 and stop acting like you ain't got no culpability up in this. Like you really trying to blame the, the whole thing on the company. And that's just simply not true. It just, it's not, it's not the case. Um, Macy did find the fifth dimension. So I'm interested in that storyline as well. I agree. Maggie did not look as disgusted as I would have felt comfortable with her looking disgusted about the Antonio thing, but she probably just didn't want to let on to the fact that she had powers or you know i just had a vision and freak out like i would have done maybe she was just being mature in that moment and we're being harsh because she was being mature instead of not and giving herself away but yeah she probably is going to try to avoid him and he's going to be everywhere and we're going to have to see it and i'm already hating it so much And I too don't want it to be any type of love triangle because Jordan is an amazing person and to consider anyone and he's into you is something I just don't even believe is possible. So I'm, I'm not down with this. I need Antonio to be a bad person. I think our first indication is right. And then he's just trying to be good to try to get in her good graces. He's going to be part of some faction um like Liliana said maybe part of some brotherhood that's gonna come in be some dark siblings I don't care but I know he needs to not be someone I have to I mean I don't even think you can make me root for him I think enough has been said about his characterization and how much we don't like it so I'm sure some people are are very seduced by the jawline but I am not I am not. I'm only seduced by one man's jawline in this show. And his name is Harry. And yes, you said for a white man. (laughs) He does yoga. So apparently it works for some people. It just doesn't work for others who have a very active imagination and anxiety. So, hmm. What else were you saying about the episode oh how much you hate abigail i knew that was coming and yeah i mean i don't hate abigail i think i've always stated that i don't mind her character um she does some silly things sometimes i don't mind the fact that she's just you know unabashedly thirsty for whatever comes across her plate and i don't know maybe from one slut to another i appreciate that <laughs> i am not even half a that's that's the i'm talking about when i was 18 19 who's having the midlife crisis now but yeah um the 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 old jokes could definitely be a tie to something else and i'm hoping that it is 
and i think that pretty much ties up everything that i wanted to discuss with you regarding your feedback i'm trying to think if there was anything else other than the fact that we also were thinking we there was something we said that was exactly identical i was like we got the same brain except when it comes to certain men she likes the spicy whites i like the older distinguished <laughs> that's what i'm calling it now i don't know what else to call it the caucasian older distinguished man that's my type i'm not saying i'll say no to a spicy white though i think that pretty much wraps up this episode of charm if you want to send feedback blackrocachagmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until next time peace hair grease Black like magic. <laughs>